Hello. And I got a special guest, another veteran, another veteran uh, who has, um, you know, done some amazing things. Judy Skilling, who is a business coach, joins me. Judy, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Hi, Travis. It's a pleasure to be here. So thank you so much for having me and having this opportunity to talk to you. Oh, this I'm is, excited. Oh, this is great. This is great. I really like, uh, you know, talking to people like yourself and you might be, you know, wondering folks, why am I so excited? It's because uh, like Heather Hargrove and uh, others, Judy does coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm really going to dive into some of the coaching aspects of how she does things for the people she serves. But first, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your, your military background, your background is, is who Judy is. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned before, Navy veteran, I served for seven years um, and I was a hospital corpsman for seven years. And I've had, I've had two corpsmen on this show and I've asked them the same question. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Sorry. I think you I, I might got, have asked me this question at one of our meetings. At, well, well, I got to have it for the, record, for, for the record. <laughs> ask me again. Motrin, I think this is the question you have well, to ask all me. All right, all right. But still, you got to humor me here. <laughs> I hate going to the doctor. I hate going okay. to the doctor. But I've been told the key from boot camp, we were told the key to long life, health, and happiness is a bottle of Motrin on standby. <laughs> Yeah. Clean socks and a gallon of water a day. Those three things. If, if you drink a gallon of water a day, change your socks daily and have, you know, a bottle with a thousand milligram, like, you know, the thousand milligram pack of Motrin, you know, yeah. as part of your, you know, kit. When you're in pain, you will live a happy, healthy life. <laughs> Is that the truth? Uh, I can't reveal any Navy secrets at this moment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think just how everybody's so young and, you know, um, vitally alive, I guess, in the military. Motrin seems to be like the cure-all for anything. But obviously, if you take too much Motrin, that kind of leads into like the GI GI issues and things like that, too. But um, somehow, some way miracles happen and Motrin is probably one of those cure-alls but water and Motrin yeah well, I, dr- I drink water I change my socks I have Motrin I never take it so if I'm doing Here all those are. things I don't have to go to the doctor for my annual <laughs> physical right I, I can just ignore I can't that. confirm or deny that because I'm not <laughs> I'm not your medical professional <laughs> wow <laughs> see Sarah Sarah Fawcett that, so. was a bit more emphatic but okay so yeah. so you had to work on did you work on Marines um, yes, I was deployed during Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. So, on, so you know um, what's like dealing with guys like me who hate shots and stuff. Oh man, let me tell you, <laughs> the first person I drew blood on actually passed out in front of me. Like this is in boot camp and training school, and this was like a Navy recruit, and I just they just went limp, slid right out of the chair, and I freaked out, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it wasn't a Marine, but yes, Marines. Um, my experience um, when we had to draw blood or give shots, immunizations and things like that too. Um, yeah, they are sensitive. Oh to yes, the struggle to is real. To needles. Yes. Jump out of a plane, jump in a freaking legit. ocean. But I mean, ugh. so yeah. you do that for seven years and you're kind of like fixer owies and you know, right? try, yeah. to, try to keep us, you know, on the right track. And, and, 
seven years. So did you get out of staff in CEO or? or, or was I got it, out as an E5. So I ranked advanced in four years, which is really good for a corpsman. I ranked advanced in four years to E5, oh, nice. and which was really great. And um, dual warfare, surface warfare, air warfare, things like that too. The reason why I got out was because I wanted to go to nursing school and I wanted to become an officer because I love the medical field. And I tried and tried and tried different programs to try to become an officer and it just wasn't happening for me. So I took that as like, I get it, you know, higher power, God, whatever. This probably isn't the next path for my life. So that's why I had gotten out. So I got out to go to nursing school and um, applied to nursing school in Texas and got my nursing, my bachelor's in nursing um, in San Antonio. So, um, and that's, that then started the next phase of my life where I became a ER emergency room nurse. No kidding. For nine my years. sister's an ER nurse. Oh, it's, it's, it's not for everybody, but I loved it. You know? Awesome. So, awesome. so yeah. you start off in the Navy and in, in the medical field and, and use that experience to become a nurse now. And did you go back in the Navy as an officer? No, at the time, um, after I graduated and got my bachelor's, um, I met a guy <laughs> and decided to um, build my life with him and didn't revisit. I mean, it was seriously, I was seriously thinking about it. I was like, well, what if, you know, we, I go back into the military and become an officer and that would be even better. And anyway, just, I think life decided to, for me to not go into the officer route. And so, because um, um, I was already out at two years at that point. So it wasn't, I wasn't too far out where if I got back in, it wouldn't be too much. But um, I think my relationship with this gentleman at the time was really serious. And, and um, he had joined the Army National Guard. And I was like, okay, well, you know, um, I'll just continue my life, become a nurse and practice nursing. And, you know, we um, eventually, we eventually got married and um, had a baby girl. And um, within two years of his, within two years of us being married. Um, our baby girl, she was 10 months at the time. He, because he was in the Army National Guard um, and he was actually deployed uh, for a little bit. He got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer oh um, within two years of us being married. So here, you know, this huge life curveball comes at us and he, um, at the age of 25, which was unheard of um, oh, wow. because yeah. usually like colon cancer is in 50 plus years, the lifestyle type of cancer, not so much of a young cancer. Um, so that came into our world and turned everything upside down. Um, you know, our daughter was 10 months old. We have stage four colon cancer. We just bought a new house. Here I am in like this new, it's like a lot. Life was intense. Um, and so we started our cancel, cancer battle um, for five years and unfortunately lost him to cancer in 2017. Um, and uh, it, was, it was definitely life-changing at that point. Um, lots of things kind of shifted in my world, like, you know, what do I wanna do and, and things like that too. And so um, the, during that five-year journey with him, um, the thought was, how can I be more, how can I be there for my family more? How can I like, you know, still provide an income and things like that too. Um, and that's kind of how coaching found me because I still love helping people. I mean, it's my passion to be of service and to help. Um, and coaching kind of found me in that realm. So when I understood what coaching was, that's where light bulbs went off and it resonated for me. And I was like, okay, this, this is the next thing I need to do. I need to, you know, be there for my daughter more. Um, and that kind of started my, my journey to where I'm 
here talking to you and really kind of focused on coaching. So many times when I talk to veterans like yourself, they have transitioned a couple times because they had to, but during the time of transition, things find them, not because they were looking for them, like you, you said, but because they were ready to, to do the opportunity. And, and, and so was there an aspect where, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really interested or not really called to do nursing anymore. I, I, because of my experience, I'm able to offer this to people as a service, build a different kind of life and, and still feel like I'm being, you know, true to myself. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think all of my experiences kind of just build on each other to get to this point. And I feel like that applies to anybody who's in any transition. Like when you tap into the skills that you've learned or the experiences, you would have no idea that it would lead you to like a point in your life. You're like, okay, now I can, I can go back and see, okay, this was all preparing me for this, this moment or this opportunity. And I feel like my experiences in the Navy, my experiences in the medical field, being a nurse, working intense hours, you know, being there, um, you know, with my late husband during his struggle and really just learning more about life and, and how I can be a person, you know, a better person definitely has led me to like, okay, how can I use what I've learned and experienced and help others if they're in a similar situation? This is what helped me and here I can, you know, help you and share with you what I've learned and what I've experienced or, you know, what I've gained. So and have you been doing this since like 2018 ish, 2019 being, you know, Judy skilling, the business coach. Um, so uh, I became certified with high performance coaching. I became a certified high performance coach in um, the fall of 2018. Okay. Well, I was still um, a full-time nurse and kind of just did it on the side, um, you know, tapping my toe in the water, kind of filling it out, like, and things like that too. I knew it was for me. It just wasn't ready yet, like mentally and emotionally and things like that. But it wasn't until earlier this year where I was just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going full time. Like you, you know, when it comes to that, to that make or break time and people who have a full-time income and they decide to pursue their side hustle into more of like a full-time business, Bukhari is like a huge, like oof, leap of faith. Like you're jumping off that deep end. You're like, I hope I can swim. <laughs> but I think, you know, the skills and my faith and my skills and the faith that I know that I have something to provide pushes me every single day. Like I know that I'm here to do this and it pushes me. And um, that what's, that's what keeps me going. So when I made the transition, it was like, I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going out there. Now help me understand something here, Judy, when you say high performance, is that like a system or is that something you developed or, or, or you know, what does high performance mean? Awesome. I'm so glad you asked that question, Travis. <laughs> so, because a lot of people like have their own internal interpretation and definition of what high performance is. And so when I became certified through the high performance, it's through the High Performance Institute. Um, the world leader in high performance, which is Brendan Burchard, he created this um, high performance um, institute. And this is something that he studied in his numerous years of being a high performance coach. And he... Um, 
wanted to understand what these people who are high performers, like Olympians or like, you know, Fortune 100, 500 CEOs, people who are like the top of their game, what habits, thought process, skills, techniques, what do they do that the rest of the population might not know or doesn't really have? And so he did um, lots of research studies, coaching sessions, you know, lots of surveys, and he really kind of boiled down to, you know, um, six specific habits that high performance utilize in order to get them to that level. And so really what high performance is, is, you know, it's the living that's you're consistently performing above the standard norm over the long term while you're maintaining well-being, like positive well-being and positive relationships. And so um, that's essentially what high performance is, is where you're consistently performing above the standard norm over the long term and you're not burning yourself out. You're not driving yourself crazy. You're taking care of your health. You're not burning bridges in relationships. You're nurturing and having positive relationships. And so people who are on that level um, they're, they're more engaged, they're joyful, they're more confident, and they're really just grabbing life. And they're like, I'm doing this. And they just go full force. And, um, and you can tell because they have so much passion and enthusiasm about the work that they do and um, the difference that they're making um, in the world um, based you know, from the work that they're doing in the world. So they have more purpose, they have more drive, they have more engagement, more confidence, especially so. So, so one of the things that comes to mind is a lot of times you read, uh, you know, on many different places, LinkedIn, Instagram, or, you know, social media, where you, if you're not grinding 18 hours a day and, you know, not, you know, sleeping, you know, three hours a day, you're a loser. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not hustling, <laughs> you're, you're always be repping, always be hustling, always be working. Yeah. Um, you're saying that a key component to your success is taking care of you, the engine first. Exactly. Perform I, better. Yeah, because I mean, we we you know we have seen people you know work really hard. We crash and we burn, and then you work really really hard to gain that momentum again, and then you crash and you burn. You kind of go like through this pendulum or like this up and down, and it's not good for your health. It's not good for your well being. It's not good for your relationships when everything else is on the back burner and you're like grinding 20 hours a day and, you know, drinking lots of caffeine just to get things through. This is a different perspective to where if you are able to implement habits and shift your mindset and focus on yourself and you use your time appropriately and you are able to be more focused and you have the energy without like the 10 cups of coffee (laughs) to fuel you, um, you're able to achieve more. And you're able to, you know, take care of yourself and rest more and you have that energy and you um, have that fine balance of nurturing yourself, giving yourself the self-care, being with your friends and family to replenish you so that you can do your work with more, you know, more focus, and more productivity, and um, you can put out more and create more. And, you know, so it's, a, it's that healthy work-life balance that we all strive to achieve so that, we are bringing out our best version of ourselves. So one of the thing I want to, you know, kind of understand, and maybe the, the system speaks to this is a lot of people I talk to, and sometimes myself, I don't do this a lot anymore, uh, for better or worse. But I know a lot of people who, who tell me, I should be focused on perfection, perfection, perfection at all costs. 
And, and I'll tell you how I feel about it uh, and my experience with it, but I kind of want to know, do you think perfection is an attainable goal or can it be a trap? I think it's an illusion, really. Really? Because I think, I mean, there's people who are high performers, they attain, they want excellence. They want the best of the best. They want to, you know, they, you know, put on themselves high expectations. Like, no, this is what I expect of myself. And this is, you know, so sometimes we might set really, really high, unattainable achievements or expectations. And when we fall short of that, then that's when they're like, see, I knew you couldn't do it. Who do you think you are? You know, um, why would you even shoot for such an unattainable goal? You're a failure and da 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 all that negative mindset talk that sometimes we give ourselves when we don't achieve such a really high goal. And when we talk about perfection, you know, um, there's, there's not really a perfection. It's about what are you doing to attain that level of that goal that you've set for yourself? Even if you don't achieve it, what did you're better off than you started, you know, you're way better off than when you started before. And then when you've gotten to that level, you're like, okay, this is what I've achieved. Rock on. That's awesome. Great. How can I get better? How can I get better? How can I get better? And it's that continuous improvement of like, okay, tweaking and, and changing and shifting like, okay, this didn't work. That didn't work. This worked great. Let's do more of that. So when you're talking about perfection, it looks different for everybody. But when we're talking about perfection, it's like, well, what can I do to at least get something that maybe isn't perfection, but it could help somebody, you know? And I think when we try to do perfection, we're depriving others of what it is that we want to give because we're, we're so like, I don't want to say self-centered, but we're so obsessed with, no, it has to be absolutely right. Um, And the more that we hold on to it to make sure it's perfected, we're depriving others of that need or that service or that gift that we have. Um, I can tell you, like, I've written and done things and I'm like, well, this isn't that great, but I'll put it out there anyway and we'll see what happens. And I think that is the most, because then you can tweak it and shape, you know, and change it and shift it and to make sure that it's like, okay, I'm happy with this. I'm content with it. It might not be perfection, but it's, it's great for what it is right now. And we move, you know, and you move on to the next thing. Awesome. Awesome. I, I'm not as el- folks, that's not as eloquent as I'm going to put it, but for, for me personally, uh, Judy, this the old saying, an imperfect plan executed now is better than a perfect one later. And I, I think some, I think so many th- aspects of life and business are about the now and that instant connection with your 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 customer, your your people who are supporting you. That that you can't lose the now. Um. So so you have the system. You've been working the system for you know almost two years, a little over two years now. Um. When someone approaches you and says, "Judy, I need help." to move my, either myself or my business forward. What's your thought process to assess them, to see where the needs are? How's that work for you? And how, how, how do your clients respond generally to, to how you uh, help them? So um, usually we just have that conversation. Sometimes I can offer a session just to help them gain some insights of what is clear for them. When you give somebody that space 
to voice their thoughts out loud and you ask them provoking questions, give them that opportunity, then things kind of just happen in their mind. Like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about, well, that's a good idea. And that's a good idea. And just, you know, you can see, you can see things working, which I absolutely love when I ask a question to a client, I'm like, well, what about this or anything else? And, and, um, and for them to come up with their own solutions that they've had the whole time and they just needed to like speak it to somebody um, and to be that, that space for them is really amazing. And um, the results that I've seen in, some, in the clients that I've worked with, and I absolutely love working with military and veteran um, people because this process resonates so strongly with what we've learned in the military and how we're always geared and groomed when we are in the military to always get better, to always rank advanced, to always, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. And so this program complements, I feel, what we've learned in the military, where you're always getting better and you're always, you know, striving for, for the next thing. And so some of the feedback and the experiences that I've gotten um, have been good and bad, good, bad in a good way. <laughs> but, okay. Bad in a good way because, you know, when I ask questions that could be challenging or they could be really personal or they could be really like, I'm pushing you here a little bit out of your comfort zone and you're not going to like that. But I do it out of love. I do it out of encouragement and I do it out of like, because you know you can do it. You just, you know. I'm giving you permission or whatever the reason that they keep telling themselves that they don't want to. And so, um, so some of the results have been amazing. What do you say to the person um, who says, you know, I really don't need coaching. I mean, that's just, that's for losers and people who, you know, can't figure it out for themselves. Um, I think I know why you need coaching. I need coaching for things that I do, but you know, there, there is that aspect. I'm asking you because the challenge I see for, for, for you and others in this, this space is, is you can't really show somebody a product of what you do. So you've got to articulate in a way that makes sense. So how do you get around that? Or not really get around it, but how do you, how do you smash that and say, well, here's, here's the value I provide. Here's what the system does. You know, that's a great question. And either people are familiar with coaching or they're not familiar with coaching. I think in this marketplace right now, there's, it is a growing career. You know, people have, it is starting to rise and, you know, it wasn't as evident or prominent as it is now. It was, it was you know, like 20 years ago, you're like, I don't even know what coaching is. And even then it was for people who were, you know, executive levels, high, you know, high type of administration levels where they, they saw that. Um, and I feel like in this society now, in this, in this time age, coaching is starting to become more of a societal norm, just like, hey, I'm gonna go see my therapist. Or like, yeah, I got my coaching meeting this afternoon. Um, I don't try to convince somebody if they need coaching. That's not what I do. I tell them, hey, this is, if you struggle in any of these areas, I could help you but I'm not going to sit here and convince you and twist your arm and be like, you got to do coaching. I'm like, you know what? Hey, this is what I can help you with. If you're struggling in these areas, let's have a talk. If it's, if it resonates with you, great. If not, that's fine too. You know, and uh, how can I still support? How can I still support you? How can I still like, you know, make sure that you're on your way. Um, and especially with, with, with um, veterans and military, I've noticed that, we have a hard time asking for help 
Yes. <laughs> and so, and so when we ask for help, especially in the area of coaching, um, it makes us feel like, you know, we're weak or we're defeated or, you know, um, it diminishes our confidence or, you know, um, they just, all those different things that might be running through somebody's mind when they feel like they need to have coaching or have help. But I'm here to reassure you, like coaching is not therapy. What I do in my coaching programs and, and how I guide people is like, you're here. We want to get you there. I'm just going to guide you there. And then you can still use the same things that I'm teaching you, that I'm guiding you in, that you're going to learn again and again and again. So like once you learn, you know, these habits and these skills, you can use them over and over again. I like, like that is a lifetime change, not so much of a band-aid change, if that makes sense. And so um, when, when somebody's like, I see what you do, I'm just not too sure. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not really understanding what coaching is, then that's, that's a time for me to educate, but I don't really convince if that makes sense. You're not trying to give me a hard sell. You're just, it's just what you said. You're, you're at point A, there's point B somewhere there. And here are some proven uh, practices, processes, and things that work based on the high performance system. Exactly. Well, well, time is flying by. I know. <laughs> uh, Judy, please tell me you'll come back on. But I, I want to I understand this personally. This is your professional, uh, you know, uh, career now. This is, you know, there's a lot of uh, goals here that you're doing this. You're going to have misses. You're going to have people that, that kind of, you know, don't follow the program. But what I'm curious about is what's it like to you when one of your clients has done the hard, brutal work to change themselves and all of a sudden they're not going to point B we're at point J, we're at point L. What's that feel like to you when you start seeing the light bulbs go on and the, and the train going down the track of, of their, uh, you know, journey to what they're trying to do? What's that like for you? You know, even just you asking me that question gets me really emotional. <laughs> just because like, and the reason why it gets me emotional is like, like, you know, to just even have a hand in their ripple effect is powerful. I mean, it is immensely powerful for this, for some person to be able to work with me and walk away completely changing their life and changing the lives of those around them in a way that is positive and uplifting. Um, they have, they have changed like their, their dynamic, who they are as a person, like forever. And it's just incredibly honoring to and humbled to just to like see that and witness that and to still like cheer them on and just be like, you know, I know that you could do this. And it's so, um, it, it's it just, even you saying that, I'm sorry, it just got really like- No, no, that's really what I asked. That's why I asked because again, I, I can't hold in your hand, like, like someone made me this cup, right? You know, I can hold that in my hand and talk about it. I can't hold my hand what you do. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. In, in anything you do, there's going to be success and failure. You know, we can talk about failure another time or, you know, understand that it's going to be part of the process. But, you know, you work hard 
to get somebody to believe themselves. And if it's, it's like being in the military, when there's that hill and it's like, wait a minute, you want me to go, you want to do what? <laughs> With what's that like? What? <laughs> yeah. What's that like Judy? When someone says, okay, I, I don't, I don't understand all this. I'm in pain. Uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Uh, I, I'm, I'm vulnerable, but I'm going to take these steps and you are watching them crest that hill. I mean, that to me is really has to be the special part of it. And you just really, this is, this has been an amazing experience, you know, getting you, you know, getting to hear you talk about that. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, there is a sense of pride, but it's not so much me in the physical form. I feel that like why, you know, I'm a very spiritual and religious person. So I know that this, when I, when I work with clients and I, and to connect with them, in a spiritual sense and to see that type of result that somebody is able to generate for themselves is like you rock like you did it and i knew you could do it yes. and <laughs> you were so awesome and i can't wait to see what else you do in this world and and, you know, and there is a ripple effect right i mean really i mean it has to ripple out in, in it different, does awesome. and just even small small tweaks and small changes they chose to take on changes their life forever and that is just when you think on, on like a grand scale you're like i'm so humbled and grateful for this work well um how do people get in contact with you do you have a, a, a website or social media handles that they can find you i definitely want to make sure that i have them all uh in, in the show post and as we're uh you know doing this you'll see them at the bottom of the screen how do people get in contact with you yeah, so they can find me at judyskilling.com. Pretty simple. All right. <laughs> judyskilling.com. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and those are the two places where I love to hang out and just connect with people and talk and encourage others. Um, I'm also in, on my website, you can also find other things that I've gotten published as well as my free ebook that is for anybody who's listening, which is an amazing um, ebook. And um, that's where people can find me is my website, judyskilling.com and Facebook and LinkedIn, Judy Skilling. Well, Judy, I mean, I don't say this very often, but this went by way too fast. I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface on the high performance system or even, you know, use cases about, you know, how the system works and how you apply it. I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole we need to go down, but I really, really enjoyed um, getting to have you on the show. Oh, it's been awesome. I love, I just love talking to you, Travis. You're amazing. Well, I, 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 I love this. This is the best part about doing this. So I hope she, folks, it sounds like she's going to come back on, which is a I win. Yes. <laughs> I would be yes. honored, Travis, to have another conversation with you. <laughs> absolutely. This is, this is the best part about doing this. And I think, you know, we're, we're in 2021 now. It's actually 2020 that we're recording this, but this is going to drop in 2021. And people are coming out of this COVID-19 thing and they need what you're providing. And I think Thanks, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. So this is number 222, shutting down, um, Judy Skilling, Navy veteran, nurse, um, high-performance business coach, um, someone who's going to, you know, give you the tough love and the, and the, and the encouragement you need when you need it. Um, JudySkilling.com, correct? Yes, JudySkilling.com. Well, again, thank you for coming on. 
we go from being in action to in flight and hawk. So with that being said, this is Travis. I'm with Juice Skilling with uh, Juice Skilling and High Performance Coaching. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Travis.